there to highlight some things. So I'll be referring to this uh, off and on through this morning's uh, time. So if you don't have one, uh, they're, they're in the front there. There's plenty of them to go around. Okay, so this is the last, fourth and last message in this series. This series has been entitled um, A Tree and Its Fruits. And we began looking at several psalms three weeks back to let us know that the Bible talks about our lives and uh, causes, uh, makes a comparison to a fruitful tree, a tree that stands tall, roots go deep, draws in the water to nourish and produces fruit. And the psalmist says that the man or the woman who lives their life that way is actually a blessed person. The word blessed there is, is a, quite a large word in Hebrew. It contains the, the feelings of contentment, fulfillment, completion, joy. It's good to be alive, that type of thing. So same word, but in the Greek, Jesus uses it in the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the people who do this. Blessed, blessed, blessed. So we want to be a tree that produces fruit. So um, this week, this final week, I want to revisit the cycle of words that we looked at last week. So if you'll just take a brief look at the cover uh, the front page of your handout. You can see I've got two passages of Scripture for each icon there. The one in black is the one that we looked at last week. For uh, and, and we'll just look at that top one there. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. That's a, that's a pretty challenging passage of Scripture. These, Jesus spoke these words. Then uh, if you go down to the right clockwise to... That good-looking mouth there. Proverbs twelve eighteen in the New Living Translation says this. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. So as we imagine ourselves or picture ourselves as a tree that produces fruit, we want to produce healthy fruit. We want to produce fruit that heals and not cuts, wounds, or destroys. <clears throat> then if you... Uh, swing on around to that funny-looking ear there. The Proverbs 18.20 says this, From the fruit of his mouth a man's stomach is filled, and with the harvest of his lips he is satisfied. Obviously, that's not referring to his physical stomach that digests food. It's referring in the Hebrew to the inner portion of a human being, portion where thoughts and words of kindness and or words of hurt, are they register down inside there. And so <clears throat> the idea of this is to see that in Scripture there is proof that, first of all, the words that we say are, actually don't come from our mind, as scary as that is. See, we think our mind can filter out the words we're not supposed to, to say. I think that. But in the heat of a moment, and you've had it happen, in the heat of the moment, that filter goes away, and the emotion pulls on the things that are in the heart, either good or not so good. So, they come out of my mouth then, and they go somewhere. They go two places. 
They go, if I'm speaking to someone, they go to their ear and they go down into their heart. But they also go into my ear. I hear myself speaking and they register again down in my heart. And so, unfortunately, if they are cutting words and not healing words, they're there still in my heart, ready for the next time the emotion builds. And so I want us to see this circle of words. Now, this morning, I've put some Proverbs in there, and they're in red. And I want to start at 9 o'clock there on your cycle of words. You can see I put a number one there. And we're going to look at this proverb in detail today. But it basically says, and we'll look at it in a moment, That if you and I seek after spiritual wisdom, the wisdom of God, the wisdom that allows our words to bring healing, if we seek after it, God is going to give that to us. He's going to put it in our heart. We're going to see that in a moment. Then, when we have that loaded in our heart, if you go up to number two, that's, that's where the proverb says, it'll be loaded, it'll be downloaded into our heart, the wisdom of God, if we seek it, will be downloaded into our heart. And then if you go to number three, you can see that the mouth of the righteous brings forth the wisdom of God. All right? So that's the cycle that we want to see this morning. So let us go together to Proverbs 8. All right? Now, I I don't have a lot of preaching to do this morning. As I put this together, I felt that the Scriptures that I've selected, or perhaps the Lord highlighted to me, have enough in them to teach us if we simply read through them. So I'll probably say a few extra words with each one, you know, uh, but I'm going to try not to do that. I'm going to try to let the word of the Lord instruct us this morning. And if we take these verses apart, like maybe two parts in one verse or even three parts in one verse and we look at them that way, they, I, I bl- trust me, they will instruct us. And as we do this, this is one of the ways that we gain wisdom. So I have three translations here, three of, that I like really well. And um, here we go. Proverbs chapter 8. Look at verse 34, 35, and 36. All right, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 34. Now, the entire Proverb 8 is a personification of wisdom. There are many theologians that believe the last half of it actually personifies wisdom in Christ. When wisdom speaks out and says, before the earth was created, I was there, and I watched as creation happened, and I was pleased. So that's for another time or for your own personal study. But verse 34 says this. Blessed, now remember the full orb of that word. A blessed man is a complete man. A blessed woman is a complete woman. Their heart is full. Their outlook on life is good. Blessed is the man who listens to me, who listens to wisdom, watching daily at my doors, and waiting at my doorway. For whoever finds me finds life and favor from the Lord. So 
what we are going to see as we go through these scriptures this morning, that the the acquisition of spiritual wisdom, the acquisition of wisdom that God will put in our heart isn't a casual thing, and it doesn't just happen with the flow of life. Sometimes we think, you know, the older we get, the wiser we get, but sometimes we prove that that's not even the case at all. I mean, sometimes I look at all the years behind me and, and say, now why in the world did you do that? That was not wise. That, that wasn't even good. So... Okay, so how do we gain wisdom? The scripture is going to tell us this morning that we have to set our heart to gain wisdom. We have to seek it out. Like this proverb says, we have to post ourselves at the doorway daily to pursue wisdom. But if we do that, then we become, through the process of seeking God's wisdom, we become whole people. We become blessed people. And blessed people can bless others. Blessed people whose hearts are filled with the blessing of the Lord have an abundance to give. Does that make sense to you? That's where we're after, all right? We want to be a tree that blesses. We want to be a tree living by the rivers of living water who send our roots out and we bless others by that which blesses us, our relationship with God. Actually, some of the phrases that Emily led us in this morning in worship, I hope you didn't miss them because we were going over them and over them and over them again. But that's, how, how do we memorize things as a kid? You know, we repeat them over and over and over again. Pretty soon they get lodged in us. So this aspect of repeating a phrase or several phrases in worship isn't mundane and don't ever let it be boring. But understand that God wants that phrase to register so it's right there right there at the top of your heart, so that perhaps when you begin to speak to God, you say, you are God. There's no other. There's no one like you. There's no one beside you or even above you. Wouldn't that be a great way to begin your prayer? See? So we sang that enough times to kind of memorize it this morning, didn't we? See, that is filling, filling up that place in your heart where from the mouth speaks or even prays or even worships. So, quickly, Proverbs 8.34. Let me just go through it here. Blessed is the man who listens to wisdom. Who listens. Who takes it in. Who lets it register who allows the wisdom to become part of his or her vocabulary and thought process, who lets the wisdom from God be what they measure life choices by. That person who listens, who pays attention, is blessed. That's the first part of that verse. Second part, watching at my doorway. Isn't that a nice picture? Watching at my doorway. So it would be up to you to consider what doorway the wisdom of the Lord would come to you from. This morning it's going to come to us from Scripture. 
So, so this is a door. And we're going to watch daily at the door. We're going to post ourselves by the door every day at some point in time to listen. Verse 34. Pardon me, verse 35. For whoever finds me, whoever acquires the wisdom, the spiritual wisdom of God, finds two things or receives two things. Life from God and favor from God. Verse 36. Whoever fails to find me harms himself. Isn't that interesting? The person who fails to go after the wisdom of God actually does harm to him or herself. All right, now we've been instructed by that proverb, so we're going to move on to Proverbs 16. Please turn there with me, either in your cell phones or your Bibles. It's really good to have one or the other with you because, of course, Pastor Mark's going to be back soon preaching to you, but I always consider Sunday morning as like a like a classroom. It's a, it's a classroom. And we have our textbook together. And we're going to open this textbook and we're going to be instructed by this textbook so that we gain something. We gain wisdom. Proverbs chapter 16, we're going to look at verses 21 through 24. And I'm going to make a comparison between the New International Version <coughs> and the New Living Testament. So let me read these two uh, translations to you. Starting with verse 21. The wise are known for their understanding and pleasant and persuasive words. Discretion is a life-giving fountain to those who possess it, but discipline is wasted on fools. For from a wise mind comes wise speech. And the words are the, of the wise are persuasive. Kind words, they're like honey. They're sweet to the soul and they're healthy to the body. There we go. All right, now from the uh, New International Version. The wise in heart are called discerning and pleasant words promote instruction. Understanding is a fountain of life to those who have it, but folly brings punishment for fools. A wise man's heart, or a wise woman's heart, guides their their mouth, and his lips promote instruction. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. So, according to these passages, the wise person is known for two things. Two things. Their understanding and their pleasant words. So that's the kind of tree that we want to be. We want to be that kind of tree that promotes that kind of fruit. Now, these passages use several words. Discretion and understanding. Those are all wrapped up in the concept of wisdom. So when, the, when Solomon is writing these... He's in the Hebrew poetic form. They make a a statement and then they rephrase that statement and pull in another word that amplifies it. So really, this proverb is talking about 
the wisdom. It starts out, the wise are known for two things. Their understanding and their pleasant words. Discretion is life-giving. It's a life-giving fountain to those who possess it. So if you possess wisdom and understanding from the Lord, it's a life-giving fountain from which you may drink and you may help others drink as well with your words, with your encouragement, with your understanding, with your mercy, with your grace. Look at verse 23. From a wise mind comes wise speech. That's very interesting, isn't it? From a wise mind. Listen to it out of the New King James Version. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth. Isn't that clever? The heart that's filled with the wisdom of God actually is an instructor to my mouth to help me say what is right, what is edifying, what is pure, what is kind, what is helpful, what is understanding. And so our goal, again, is to fill that heart with that. We get it first from the Lord, then as we begin to share it, we get it from ourselves. And then as others share, we get it from one another. That's a good thing to do in the life groups, isn't it? To edify and encourage one another. All right, let's go to Proverbs 1. Proverbs chapter 1. problem with having three translations is it takes a little bit of time to get each one there, but we're set. Proverbs chapter 1. So all of these scriptures I'm giving you are under the heading, The Purpose for Seeking Spiritual Wisdom. So if you're taking notes, you could say, all of these are under the purpose. Why do we seek spiritual wisdom? These passages that are selected here. Tell us why. Tell us the benefits. Not only how to do it, but tell us the benefits of it. So this is the purpose of seeking spiritual wisdom. Proverbs number one. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, who is the son of David, the king of Israel. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. Their purpose, verse two, is to teach people Wisdom and discipline. Do you know that discipline is part of wisdom, isn't it? Discipline is saying, don't, don't say that. Say this. See, that's wisdom. That comes with wisdom. The purpose of the Proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose, the Proverbs' purpose, is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. To help them do what is right and just and fair. I love that verse. Think of it with our words. The Proverbs are here. Preserved through God, by the Holy Spirit, to help me do or speak things that are right, that are just, and that are fair. These Proverbs give insight, verse 4, to 
the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meanings in these proverbs and parables. That's pretty clear, isn't it? Let let me read that to you again. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive more, receive guidance. Here's how. By exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the wise, the words of the wise and their riddles. See, that, that's part of what's happening in, home, in life groups. This is the way Pastor Mark wanted them set up. The life groups would gather together. And they would spin off the morning message and they would talk about it and make application to it. And, then, and they'd, you'd work through it and in so doing, gain gain wisdom okay so here we have the reason for the proverbs to teach wisdom teach discipline to help us understand insight and wisdom to teach us how to live successful and disciplined lives and to increase our knowledge and our insight now I want to go in our thoughts from the purpose of pursuing wisdom, I want to go to the process of pursuing wisdom. Because that's the practical part, isn't it? The process. All right, so let's go to the New Testament. The Apostle James, chapter 1. Incidentally, we're, we're only going to do this, but the Apostle James has a lot to say about the tongue in chapter 3. And you, you have to be... You have to be prepared to read that third chapter because he's pretty succinct. So I'm pitching it because I, I want you to read it. I don't want to preach out of it, but it's, it's good reading. James chapter 1, verse 5. <clears throat> if any of you lacks wisdom, so I, I, I fall into that category, I'm not going to put you into that category, but I I fall into that category, so I need this instruction. Jim, if you lack wisdom, you should ask a God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. That's the New International Version. Uh, Let me read the New Living Translation. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but he will will give you what you need and what you want and what you ask for. And lastly, again from the New King James Version. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given. And so I've got a little paraphrase here to help us understand that single verse. Okay, Here's my paraphrase. If you find yourself lacking wisdom, simply ask God 
because he's very liberal and generous in his giving. And you'll get it without being belittled by him. I'll read that one more time to you. If you find yourself lacking wisdom, ask God, who is liberal and generous in his giving, and you'll get it without being belittled by him. So that's meant to be an encouragement for us to begin to ask a God for wisdom. Remember, we do need to seek it according to the instruction of Proverbs. All right. So also in the pursuit of wisdom, we are going to go to Proverbs chapter 2. So let's go back to Proverbs and the second proverb, if you will, with me. Proverbs chapter 2. This is a good exercise anyway, isn't it? It's flipping through our Bible and finding these. Okay, this, these verses, I want, to, I want us to look at verses basically 1 through 10. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6 and then 9 and 10. Here's something that I want you to see. In these verses, there is an if-then-because framework. If, then, and because. If this is done then this happens because of this. That's the thought process I want us to see. If I'm faithful to do this, then God will do this because God is this. Let's look for it. We'll start with the NIV, New International Version. Proverbs 2, verse 1. My son, if... You accept my words and store up my commands within you. There's two things there, accepting and storing. Accepting, saying, okay, with this. Now, where sh- what shelf should I put this on? No, no, it's supposed to go right down here into my heart, okay? Store up. Remember the first week in this series, I gave you a life verse. It was very personal to me. It was out of Luke chapter 6. It says, The good man brings forth good out of the good that he has stored in his heart. It's a life verse for me. It's very personal. I, I, I shared the story. I'm not going to share it again. So, <clears throat> Proverbs 1 begins Solomon talking to his, his son. All right? It says this, Son, accept my words. Agree with them. And then store them up. Don't lose track of them, but store them up within you. Verse 2. Turn your ear to wisdom. So there's the listen again. You know, we can hear noise and sound. I mean, it's in the background almost all the time. We, we hear it. But I don't always listen to it. That's, that's how I differentiate between those two words. We hear it, but we tune it out. Or we listen, and by listening, we, we capture it, and we hold on to it. <clears throat> Turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. 
And here's another if in verse 3. If you call out for insight, which is simply another word, way of saying call out for wisdom, and you cry aloud for understanding, again, insight and understanding come from wisdom. Here's another if in verse 4. And if you do this as though you were after refined silver or a buried treasure. So that puts an emphasis on the emotion and the persistence of the pursuit, doesn't it? All right? Verse 5, here comes the then. Then you'll understand the fear of the Lord, which Proverbs also says is the beginning of wisdom. And you'll find the knowledge of God. Think of those two things, my brothers and sisters. Think of them. So, it's not like we're earning these things. That's, that's not the deal. We don't earn it, but it takes some work to pursue. It takes some focus and attention to listen and then to store up in my heart so that I have these things. Verse 6. Here's the for or because. So we have the ifs of verse 1, 2, and 3, and 4. We have the then of verse 5, and here's the because, or the 4 in verse 6. Because the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Drop down to verse 9 and 10. We have the then there. If we do those things, if we, if we seek out wisdom, if we position ourselves to gain it, then you will understand what is right and just, fair and good, every good path. Verse 10, for or because, and here it is, wisdom will enter your heart. And knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. And distract, discretion will protect you. And understanding will guard you. So we have wisdom entering our heart and knowledge will be pleasant to our soul. So my goal in this series has been, first of all, to amplify where we began. Where both the Old Testament and the New Testament liken us to a tree that is able to produce good fruit. So how do we do that? How do we produce good fruit? That's what this series has been about. The cycle of words <clears throat> is something that I developed years and years ago because I found it to be true. I found that scripture supports this. That when I speak something out, I can't pull it back, but it does go back in and register it. And in other words, I can't retract it and negate it. It's out there. It's passed through my lips. But it also passes back into my heart and registers there. And the Bible is very clear in indicating that what fills our heart determines the sweetness of my speech. And so, 
remember when Jesus was teaching in Luke 6, and he told us to love our enemies and to pray for them and do good to them. And then he, he, he made this comparison. He said, what good is it if you love those that love you? Uh, what thank have you? What have you accomplished? What if you just are nice to those who are nice to you? He said, I'm calling you to step out from the crowd because Jesus said, everybody does that. So the point of being a fruit that bears fruit that blesses is to be different from our culture. You will not find many trees in the culture that are producing good fruit at this point in time. You will find many trees that produce fruit that's not good to eat. It's angry fruit. It's accusing fruit. It's belittling fruit. It's judgmental fruit. I'm talking about words. The atmosphere is filled with words. Last week we looked at one little verse that's astounding, Proverbs 11, 11. By the mouth of the righteous a city is exalted, but by the mouth of fools it is brought low. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? And so we can insert, in place of a city, we can insert a person, a man, a woman, a child, a spouse, a parent, an employer, a work associate. So I believe that God, once again, is calling us to live at a higher standard. God is talking to us about the fact that we are dispensers of words. And our words, according to Proverbs, have the power to bring life or the power to bring death. So as we close this morning, our challenge is to purpose, number one, that we want to be a tree that brings life. We want to be a tree that blesses. Number two, to be able to do that, I need to pursue the wisdom that the word of God says is there for me, the wisdom that will produce words that bring healing. And the looking at these various scriptures are, are giving addresses, if you will, if you will, they're giving addresses that one can go to to find these pearls of wisdom that God has sprinkled all through his book, all through his word. Now, usually at this point in our lives, we're well set in habits, aren't we? <laughs> we're well set in habits. I am, and habits are often difficult to break, but God is always working on us to produce in us the image of himself and the image of his son. Matter of fact, several weeks back, we looked at the motivation for becoming a tree that blesses. And Jesus said it in this way. 
If you bless your enemies, do good to them and pray for them, you will be as sons of God. You will bear my image. You will bear my likeness. Would you stand with me, please? Would you bow your heads? I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to yourself and to the Lord. I'm going to ask you to make a commitment that in one way or another, you will work with the help of the Lord and with wisdom from above to change one aspect of your speech fruit this week. I don't know what that would be. You know and the Lord knows. But make that commitment this morning. In fact, the Holy Spirit may be speaking to you about it just now. Just ask Him as you Stand here before him right now. Lord, what's one thing? What's one place where you would want me to use wisdom in my speech? Perhaps you already know what that is. So commit right now. Say to the Lord something like this. Father, with your help, with your help, I will work on this. With your help, I will begin to produce fruit that heals, words that heal, words that are wise. And to that end, I commit myself now, here, this morning. always, as always, if there are those that desire prayer or any issue in your life, but particularly what we've been talking about these last couple of weeks, I'd be glad to pray with you if you'd come forward. So begin to posture yourself at the door of wisdom daily this week. And let's see what the Lord does in our lives. God bless you, and you are dismissed this day.
Thumb 